The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching program brought to you by the Institute of Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos, and our guest today is Michael Canarak of Canarak and Canarak Attorney at Law. And Michael's background is really estate planning and, you know, tax planning around, you know, people's, you know, planning their lives. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Frank. So, Mike, you and I, you know, were on a program together a couple of months ago, okay? When we were talking about, we talked about wills and we were talking about, this, you know, basic estate documents. And you kind of mentioned that there's a lot more that goes on. And then you and I were having a conversation. We were talking about the show Modern Family. And Modern Family, for our listeners that haven't seen the show, talks about, you know, three different family elements and how they're all different, different dynamics, but it's really representative of what our world looks like today. And so Mike and I thought we'd have a little fun with the modern family example of talking about how does the estate planning work in some of the different scenarios. So Mike, perhaps I'll turn it over to you and you can start and we'll talk about, you know, if we want one of the couples or whatever, but sure. we'll go from there. Yeah, modern, modern family is a great example of you know, the issues that would arise in estate planning. It's, it's a perfect thing to use when talking about all the things that might come up outside of basic estate planning documents. So as you mentioned, right, there's the regular family, husband and wife are married, three kids, nothing crazy going on. And we talked about that last time, about what that, that situation looks like. Um, but this time, yeah, let's, let's talk about some other situations and, and we can just go right through the show. So if you want to, we'll start off, we could talk about um, you know, the show has a, a same-sex marriage couple. They have an adopted child together. Um, and, you know, and what are issues around same-sex couples? Uh, in this case, they have an adopted child, so it's less of an issue. But a, a lot of times in same-sex marriages, there, there are no children. Um, and this would obviously apply to, to, to non-same-sex marriages with no children. Um, what happens is I'll sit down with a client and they say, oh, we want to leave everything to each other. And then at the second death, you know, I want to leave stuff to my family and I want to leave stuff to my family. But ultimately, that doesn't necessarily work because the survivor of the two is the only one whose family ultimately inherits. Um, and, and, and what do you do about that? And there's a couple different solutions, right? I mean, you, each will can include each other's families as beneficiaries. Of course, that doesn't provide all the protections because anybody can change a will at any time. So, you know, if I was married and did not have kids, uh, I could tell my wife, oh, yeah, I'll leave stuff back to your family and I'll put it in my will right now. But ultimately, I could change it and only leave stuff to my family. Hey, and if there's an extended period between deaths or whatever and you don't hear from somebody for a long period of time, it makes it easier that you go, oh, well, I never hear from them anyway. Then people justify that after a while. Absolutely. It happens all the time where, you know, I'll sit down with a client. I'll tell people, you know, uh, you know, they they say, yeah, here's what here's what we want to do. Here's what's going to happen, and I'll walk them through scenarios, saying, yeah, everybody says that, but when it comes down to it, right, you don't see somebody for a period of time. Are you really going to leave them in your will? And the answer is probably not. Um, so one solution um, to that problem would be the use of trusts, where instead of leaving stuff directly to a spouse. Um, you would leave stuff in trust for a benefit of the spouse so that they could live off those assets during their lifetime. But upon their death, the trust would direct how those assets go as opposed to the surviving spouse's will. Okay, so there, there needs to be, in some situations, some control planning uh, done. 
And again, that's not only a same-sex thing. That's anybody that doesn't uh, have children together. That's always going to be an issue. The same-sex issue would be tax planning. Um, the tax law provides for an unlimited marital deduction, uh, and that only applies if spouses are married, if a couple's married. So it's not as big of an issue anymore. Because certain states recognize it now, but yeah. there's a lot that don't. And I think we're going in a direction where it's soon going to be all states recognized. But for the time being and over the past several years when, when states haven't been recognizing gay marriage or same-sex marriage, um, you know, they, they, they would not be able to take advantage of, of the tax, uh, state tax marital deduction. In fact, the, the, the major Supreme Court case uh, from uh, now I want to say is it last year or the year before or maybe two years ago that came out was in a state tax case. That's how it, that case rose to the Supreme Court, made obviously national headlines, and that was all based on uh, a same-sex surviving partner inheriting assets and having to pay a very large estate tax that they thought was unfair and went to the Supreme Court, and, and, and that's how uh, that whole thing came about. Great point. So let's go to one of the other families in our modern family example, which is, you know, we have, you know, kind of the matriarch family, you know, yep. where we've got, you know, the, the dad of the of the two couple, you know, of the two, and then he's remarried to the younger wife. That's right. So he's got children from the first. She's got a son from her previous marriage, and now they also have a child together. That's right. So kind of complicated but not so uncommon nowadays a little bit more common that's right yeah so so ed o'neill's character and his name is the name of the character is escaping right now uh, but you're right he's married to gloria a, a much younger woman um and as you mentioned she has a child from her previous marriage uh, that he's he's in middle school or high school and and, and lives with them uh, he has two adult children from a previous marriage which makes up the other two families in the show and now they have a very young child together. And, of course, there's issues around that. Um, there's a high likelihood that she's going to survive him. Uh, and he seems to be fairly wealthy in the show. And, you know, does he simply leave all of his assets to her? If he does that, where is she going to leave those assets? Are they going to end up going back to some of it to his two adult children? Or are they all going back only to, you know, her son, and the son that they have together. Uh, again, the use of trust that we just talked about in this previous example uh, would potentially solve a lot of that, a lot of that problem. But in this, in this situation, I think things need to be even thought through a little more. Um, I ha I've seen situations and, and, and talked to surviving children where their parent uh, passes away and had another spouse that's not that's not their mother or father uh, and it, it creates potentially an awkward situation where that the, the deceased parents money sits in trust for the benefit of the spouse's entire lifetime and the kids are sitting and, there waiting and, and, saying, and She's waiting still alive. right and, I mean in this show it's perfect the kids are the same age as the, as the wife right um, so the, you know they're never getting anything if they're waiting for for her to pass away so those situations need to be thought out a little bit more. You know, do, do we carve out a little bit for the surviving children now so that we don't have to worry about them what's going to happen after the, uh, you know, the new spouse dies? Um, and anyway, I don't, you know, it's not like there's a right or wrong answer to this question or definitely you do this and you don't do that, but it's things that 
these things need to be talked about, thought through, and, and discussed. And, and it's interesting is, but a simple will where somebody goes and, you know, and, and I, I always get in, it's like, okay, someone went, closed on a house, turned to the attorney and said, by the way, I need a will. And so he does a simple sweetheart will, okay, and none of these thoughts are really ever thought through. Absolutely. You know, and it's not picking on the attorney. It's just the area of expertise, the depth of question, the depth of knowledge may not necessarily be there. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, I mean, I'll talk to clients all the time, and they'll be, oh, yeah, you know, we, n- we never really thought about that. And, and, and you know what? You, you need to think about that. So. You know, it was interesting. Is one of the big things in the show, um, and, you know, not that we're promoting the show. We think it's pretty <laughs> funny, but, and we thought it was a great example for us. But Ed O'Neill has a daughter in the business. You know, so he's a business owner, has a daughter in the business. And I know for business owners that may be listening to our program is, you know, the natural tendency for people is I want to treat all my children equally. But yet it's hard to treat people equally when you have someone who's spending their life in the business, working in the business, and, you know, the other kids are not doing that. It's how do you do that? Absolutely. So uh, another perfect example. By the way, I remember the, the – Ed O'Neill's character's name is Jay. So that's, uh, that's it. That's Jay Pritchett. Wrong. Jay Pritchett. There you go. Uh, that's right. So in in the show, right? Jay has a daughter, um, and she's you know an adult with her own family, and and she's in his business, and he's got a son, um, and who who's not in the business. He's an attorney. He's an attorney, and it's never talked about in the show. But when he uh, moves on from the business. I, I assume that he's going to want to leave it to her, and 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 the business seems to be their most valuable asset. Um, you know, how is how is that handled? Is that fair to the is that fair to the other three ch- children? Not not only the one brother, but is it fair to the, all three children if the daughter inherits the entire business? And and again, it's not that there's a right or wrong answer that we say. Well, no, it's not fair, and everyone has to get a piece of the business or. It, it, it just needs to be discussed and planned for, and agreements need to be made, and 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 you got this. This kind of stuff has to be thought through. You know, it's interesting as you're saying that. I'm working with one of my existing clients right now, and three children, one in the business, and the thought was, "Is oh, we're going to leave them the business?" And you know, it was funny. I turned to him and I said, "So let me see if I got this straight. So the other kids are getting the cash, they're getting the house, they're going to get all liquid assets, and the other son gets the non-liquid asset, gets to keep his job." And we looked at each other, and it's like, I don't know if that necessarily is going to make him feel like he really made out on this deal. Yeah. You know, so it's all of those, you know, issues need to be really looked at and discussed. Absolutely, and it's a situation-by-situation thing. It's a great point. Mike, maybe you can just, you know, as we're starting to wrap up today's show, maybe just take a minute and, you know, talk about uh, what a trust is for our listeners so that they know, you know, what it is. and how it can be so flexible to meet all of these different needs and issues that people have. Yeah. Because it sounds like, you know, will may not do it because it can be changed any time from, you know, what we had just said and what you were indicating there. But it sounds like there is this tool called a trust. So maybe explain what it is because it sounds like it be, can be flexible enough to address a lot of needs. Yeah. So uh, as you point out, trusts have come up several times during this conversation here. Um, and, and, and trust can be done. They can be done um, as a standalone document during one's lifetime, as you point out, and they could also be done within a will, inside of a will, where they, you know, they wouldn't kick in until the person's death. That's called a testamentary trust. Um, but what a trust does is it, it allows you to leave assets um, with restrictions on what on the way they get used for whose benefit and where they ultimately end up. Uh, and, and trust can be drafted all kinds of ways. 
Um, you know, for example, if it was a trust for a spouse because we wanted to make sure the assets go back to the children of the first to die. We talked about that earlier. Um, you know, what, what does that look like, right? So we put assets in a trust for the benefit of the surviving spouse. We may say, okay, all the income that's generated off the asset, that goes to the spouse. And then you could say if the spouse has any, you know, medical needs or, um, you know, any other major thing that comes up, you know, we'll have a trustee in place that could give extra distributions toward that. But otherwise, we want to save that money to ultimately go to the children. Um, and, and I use medical needs as, as an example. I mean, a, a person could say, no, I really want to provide for vacations. You know, yep. uh, sky's the limit. You can put whatever restrictions uh, that you want inside of a trust, and, and you always appoint a trustee who's in charge of carrying out these um, decisions. It's a great point. You know, I, when I listen and, you know, about trust and when I've gone through meetings with you, Mike, and we've talked to people, to me it's, you know, it's like having a, a business entity almost, if you thought about it, that I leave my assets to, that has like this operating agreement or this rule book that says, all right, this is now who owns it. I don't own them outright. It's owned in that agreement. And then a good attorney drafts how flexible or rigid the agreement can be so that the intentions of the person who drafted or wants the trust gets their, what they want with their life's work. Absolutely. I'll do I'll do trust where the, the person has a lot of confidence in the trustee and says, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this in trust and I'm going to put so-and-so in charge and they can basically do whatever they need to do. And I'll have other people will say, I'm going to put this in trust and you, you have to do this and you can't do that. And you have to do this and you can't do that. Again, it's just it's what a client wants and it can be done in a variety of ways. It's a great point. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today was Michael Canarek of Canarek & Canarek, Attorneys at Law in Wall Township. Michael's area of expertise is estate planning and estate tax planning. And this has been your host, Frank Congelos. We look forward to speaking to you next month. Again, it's been Discovering Responsible Wealth, brought to you by the Institute of Responsible Wealth. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.